time now uh, for our musical part of the show and our guest this evening hails from the Mother City and began singing at the tender age of six. Uh, but after nearly ten years of choral singing, Caitlin Farmer decided that she'd like a bit of the spotlight on her own and in 2012 entered the world of jazz, fell in love and while at Pylands High School started learning the basics of jazz performance and theory. She's delighted audiences on both national and international stages at events such as the Cape Town International Jazz Festival, at the Arch Showcase and the Grand West Open Mic Jazz Competitions and Showcase, among others. She's currently pursuing her degree in jazz vocals at UCT and most recently was awarded the position of runner-up at the Grand West Open Mic Jazz Competition. And I'm delighted to say uh, that she joins us in studio this evening. Caitlin, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much. Good evening. This is lovely to have you in studio with us. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Where does your love of music come from? I think growing up at home, my father would always be playing some hip records. It would be Judith Sapuma, it would be George Benson. And um, yeah, he would always be playing this like late in the evenings when I'd go to bed. Those would be my, you know, my lullabies. So um, growing up, I would just always hear it around the house, in the car, at church. What's your earliest musical memory? Is it fair to ask you that question? As in my first experience or just hearing? or Either or, whatever you like. I think the earliest was when I was four years old. Um, my mother moved to the States. And at home it was just myself, my brother and my father. And every night before I went to sleep, he would play Judith Sapuma's A Cry, A Smile and A Dance album. Every single night. So I know every lyric to every tune on that album. Um, so that's what I listened to for a year and I never got sick of it. <laughs> and at what point did you realize that you not only did you love music, but that you wanted to perform? I mean, when did you realize that you had a voice? Um, so in primary school, I started singing, as you mentioned, in choirs. And that was just something I got stuck with. I realized like, whoa, I really enjoy this. I, I think this might be my thing. And I just stuck it out with choirs until high school. And when I started um, solo tutelage under Goth Case at Pinus High School, I realized that this is something that I would actually like to pursue. I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life, mm. perhaps. What was the switch? Why, why, why the switch from choral and why jazz in particular? I think, I think I just have a really good sense of time for seasons in my life. I just felt it was around day 10 where uh, my time with choir, cuddle singing, it was time for it to come to an end. And I needed to pick an instrument because I took music as a subject in high school. And I did violin for two years and <laughs> I was just like, you know what, maybe time out. <laughs> and our music director suggested to me, uh, why don't you do um, jazz voice with Mr. Kesa? And I thought, you know, why not? Because I had sung in the cabaret, in the cabaret at high school and that was a really good time for me. I started singing by myself, taking solo songs. And I think that's when I realized, well, it's actually fun being up there by yourself and with the band and just, you know, singing, just belting it out. What does jazz voice look like as a subject? How is that taught? It's wild. <laughs> there are so many aspects I think that many people don't know about. When people ask me what do I study and I tell them jazz, they're like, oh, cool, you sing all day. Mm. Like, no, <laughs> not really. So we have, I take eight courses. So I have jazz voice as my principal instrument of study. And then I have to take jazz piano as well as my second day. 
We do. Did you see my eyes then? I saw them. Sources. Yeah. <laughs> and then I take jazz theory, jazz ear training. Uh, What's jazz ear training? I think it sounds more exciting than what it actually it is. terrifying. It is terrifying. It really is. Uh, so you basically are t- training your ear to identify um, certain sounds and intervals and just the way that the music works. I think it's just like the, yeah, the yearning part to the theory. How does one get graded on that? So you get assignments in jazz ear training. So you have to transcribe, which is where you basically listen uh, to music. So it could be a saxophone piece or a voice piece. And you have to write down the notes that the person is either playing or singing. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. That's ridiculous. I agree. You have to write down the notes. Yeah, like note for note. You have to sit and listen and, okay, that's a C. Oh, that's a D sharp. Oh, oh, no, it can't be that. Maybe it's this. Oh, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's this. For anyone who is listening in now and, and thought previously that studying voice or jazz or anything music related was a walk in the park, this conversation alone, this section of this interview alone must be evidence that it is not that to me. And I, I have had, I have a smidgen of musical training. I know how hard that would be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just blows. It's not something I could ever do. And I, I just think that is phenomenal. Sure. Yeah. Listen, I want to continue this uh, conversation about the terrifying course that you do and other, <laughs> and other things. But please, can we hear some, some singing? Of course. Okay, marvellous. What are you going to perform for us first, please? I will be doing a tune called a Beautiful Surprise by India Adi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who told you? Yeah. Okay, good. Whoopsie. <laughs> It's like yesterday I didn't even know your name Now today You're always on my mind I never could have predicted That I'd feel this way You are a beautiful surprise Intoxicated Every time I hear your voice You got me on a natural high It's almost like I didn't even have a choice You are a beautiful surprise Whatever it is that you came to teach me I am here to learn it cause I believe that we are written in the stars See, I don't know what the future holds But I'm living in the moment And I'm thankful for the man that you are You are everything I ask for in my prayers So I know my angels brought you to my life 
your energy is healing to my soul you are a beautiful surprise yeah Yes, exactly, exactly <laughs> that, exactly that. That's one of my favourite Indiari songs. Oh, yeah. You have got the most beautiful tone. Oh. Sure, I mean, I yeah. That. Goosebumps, goosebumps. That's what we go for. Yeah, yeah. What for you is the ideal performing space? Like, what is your ideal gig or your ideal... Hmm. Mm, I personally prefer more intimate spaces, so I would be super keen for a gig in my lounge. I would turn up for that. I, I've been thinking about this for the longest time. Nobody, we're going to make it happen. Um, just like the couches, bringing some chairs, bringing some pillows on the floor. My closest friends in my band, my closest friends coming to watch in my family. Sarah Jenking also being Sarah invited. Jenking in the front <laughs> cushion. <laughs> That would be amazing. Yeah. And and in terms of accompaniment, what would would you have Nabuchle or would you have an entire jazz piece, six piece, seven piece band with you? Nabuchle is the major key for the band. For sure. She will be there. Um, yeah, I think, you know, typical rhythm section, bass, drums, and some horns, maybe just a sax and a trumpet or flugel on flugel and they're nice, nice and warm. Yeah. I'd be up for that, by the way. I'd yes. Pay, I'd pay good money for that event. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Talk a little bit about your musical influences now. You mentioned when you were younger, Judith Sapuma and yeah. George Benson. But what now? What What is Caitlin listening to? I, yeah, after high school, my taste started to change a lot because I, I had friends and teachers who were pointing me towards new artists and I started listening to Joel Scott mm-hmm. and that was a major major key major turning point I my teacher would force me to listen I mean yes, not that I, I would not that I was hesitant walk. oh yes, yes. <laughs> come on <laughs> so um yeah Joel Indiari Erika Badu uh lately Moonchild mm-hmm. yes they Oh, I'm going to see them at Jazz Fest, and I'm so keen. Sure. Um, oh, my voice teacher, Nomfundo Kaluva, she's, whoo, she's the one. She writes the most beautiful songs, and she has the most stunning voice. And who else have I been listening to lately? And are you listening, are you listening for, what are you listening, are you listening for, this might sound a strange question, but are you listening for pleasure and enjoyment of the music or are you listening for technique and skill and what notes are they singing? (laughs) I can't get (laughs) over that. That's a good question. I, when I'm by myself and I'm listening to who I want to listen to, I'm mostly listening to for enjoyment. Mm. Because, I mean, I have my time at college where I have to listen to pick out things and, you know. Um, but I mean, I also can't listen anymore without <laughs> listening sure. for technical aspects. Yeah, yeah. What for you has been the, the highlight of the career thus far? I mean, I mentioned in the intro a whole list of things that you've done, you've been to. You did the art showcase. Yeah, I did. Was I that did. in the States? That was in, yes, in Florida. Orlando, Florida. Talk about that for a minute. First of all, just explain to people what the art showcase is. Okay, cool. So basically, it's um, a week-long convention uh, where we get to attend, um, well, <laughs> panels like uh, 
meetings, not meetings, but yeah, it's a convention mm. uh, where we get to sit in on talks with industry professionals, so professional um, singers, record label managers, um, actresses, dancers, basically, yeah, professionals from the performing arts industry, um, international artists. And they basically brief us about what it is we can do or should be doing, you know, to get to the places we would like to be. And they teach us all the tips and tricks of the trade. And, um, yes, basically just a week of them imparting their knowledge onto us and uh-huh. us also performing for them. Um, cause there were a few agencies and yeah, agents looking for some fresh intake. Um, but it's difficult to join them because of, you know, green card and mm. et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's a good foot in the door. So how long did you spend in Florida? I was there for a week, a week and a bit, yeah. I think. So yeah, we were over at, uh, Walt Disney Hotel. Nice. That's where the convention took place. Okay. And performing. Performing, yeah. So there were workshops as well. So we were singing and dancing and acting. <laughs> Is that, do you see yourself heading in that direction as a sort of triple threat performer? I, yeah, I would like to, I would like to. I mean, right now singing is my main um, performance direction, mm. but I am a keen dancer and a keen actor, actress as well. Um, it's just that it's difficult to find the balance between the three because music school takes up the most, the bulk of my time, because mm. last year I was um, I was in a musical theatre production, a dance drama with the Africa Ablaze Dance Company. Ah, with I want to say Gino. The, yes, Gino, yes, Gino, 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 <laughs> Gino Solomon. Oh, yes, yes, it's his mother's um, dance right, company. Yeah. So I was with him last year, or the, the year before, twenty. Here before, um, so yes, 2017. 20, that is the one. <laughs> Twenty seventeen. So I was, um, I was in the production. I was singing, dancing, acting, and that for me, it's a lot of fun. But I feel like it's much more pleasure than singing. Singing is what comes most natural to me, right. and dancing is such an intense discipline. Um, you have to care for your body at yeah. all times. Your body has to be up to a certain standard because. Besides not being able to get the choreography, you're just going to look like a fool on stage yeah. if, you know, if your body isn't um, fit and acting so many lines, so many lines, and there's no music to help you. It's just yeah. lines, and if you mess it up, you I mean, you have, to be, yeah, you have to be a good improviser and, like, make up lines that make sense for the dialogue. So, Do you enjoy musical theatre? I do. Yeah. I do. I would have studied musical theatre. What I are some not. of your favourite musical theatre productions? Who? I'm gonna have to say Chicago is up there. Cell block tango, you can't, you can't okay. avoid it, you can't deny no. it. You can't. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um. If you were to perform in Chicago, what role would you take? Would you go for, is it, was it Thelma? I want to say Thelma, that's probably not her name. Thelma Kelly. Velma Kelly. There we go. Of course. Yeah. Really? Yes. Up there in the front. Doing, doing the, the things. Doing the whole. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Listen, we're running out of time, which is devastating for me, but before you go, um what has been the highlight thus far for you of your career? And where would you like to see yourself, let's say, if I was to say come back in five years' time, yeah. what would you like to have done within those five years? Okay, well I think the highlight would probably be 
would say Open Mic Jazz. Mm. It's a really, really good platform and just an excellent competition. I think Bev Scott Brown, who is the uh, producer and director, she has done such an excellent job of curating the whole thing because uh, you have people from all walks of life who have this one thing in common and that's singing jazz. They mm. love for singing jazz and they all just come and it's a really supportive environment and um it's just really nice that everyone just comes out to come and see these people and just, you know, share in the love. And I think that's my favorite thing about open mic. Mm. You are singing to an audience that really wants to be there and that really loves what you're going to sing. Um, whether or not you're going to kill the performance or maybe not so much, mm. they're still going to shout for you. And that's a really, really nice feeling um, when you're up on stage. As for my future... I, my biggest hope is to just be able to sustain myself um, as a vocalist because there's a lot of things. It's a really difficult industry mm. to be in, especially in today's age where it comes to, um, what's the word? You know, music distribution. Uh, people don't really want to pay for music anymore. Yeah. And they don't want to pay to go and see live music. They don't want to pay to see live. That's the worst. And oh. that's, I think, uh, performing artists' biggest source of revenue, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So I think number one is to be able to sustain myself. And number two is I would obviously like to get to writing mm. my own music and, you know, performing it and maybe twerking it, depending on how it all goes. Nice. I can see that happening without even a, a question. Um, I think you are an enormous talent. Will you sing us out with something? I will most definitely do the things. I'll be doing a tune called Party by Beyonce, but it's Moonchild's ah, arrangement. Okay, nice. Down with the rain. 
radio on the night belongs to us. Just hold me close, don't let me go. So in love, I don't care what they say. I don't care if they talking tomorrow. Cause I'll do it every way. Speakers knocking till the morning light. 'Cause we like to party. Oh oh oh, we like to party. Whoa, we like to party. Whoa, we like to party. Yeah. Oh.